0: showtime sports presents showtime boxing with eric raskin and kieran mulvaney
1: hello and welcome to showtime boxing with raskin and mulvaney money punch edition i am kieran mulvaney joined by my co-host eric raskin managing editor and media director of usbets.com as well as the host of the gamble on podcast and we're here on this week's bonus episode of the podcast To discuss the betting odds and options for Sunday night Showtime pay-per-view headlined by Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. But before we dive into that, we have one other boxing betting story to discuss, Aaron.
0: Indeed, on pretty much every episode of The Money Punch so far, we've talked about either the Errol Spence Manny Pacquiao odds or the Jordanis Ugas Manny Pacquiao odds. And now we can wrap that topic up as the Las Vegas Review Journal's Todd Dewey wrote a story Monday on how the sportsbooks fared on the fight. And as we suspected, they fared damn well. Uh, MGM had a, quote, high six figure win, including taking losing bets on the favored Pacquiao of $60,000 and $45,000. All the other sportsbooks in Vegas did similarly. And Circa sportsbook operations manager Jeff Benson noted that more people bet Pacquiao and his odds went up after the weigh-in when there was speculation about Ugas dealing with some sort of biceps injury. Kieran, I'm curious for your reaction to seeing how big some people were willing to bet on what we perceived as a mispriced favorite. And are you surprised at all that there didn't appear to be a significant late rush of quote-unquote sharp bets on Ugas?
1: I guess part of me is a little surprised that there wasn't um some sort of correction with the sharps i would have been more surprised you know a few weeks ago we would we were talking about the likely pattern of of betting and, and how things would change in fight week if it was pacquiao and spence i i would have been more surprised if there hadn't been whatever the odds would have ended up being in fight week if there hadn't been uh, more of a rush on the part of the sharps if spence were still involved i'm yeah. guessing that really this is just due partly to the extreme popularity and name recognition of Pacquiao and the lack thereof for Ugas. And also the fact that, as you said, I think last time out, Pacquiao's fans really like laying money on him. Um, so it's possible that the Sharps were coming in, but were just being overwhelmed by the volume of Pacquiao betters uh, up to the end. I have no idea if those Twitter rumors about Ugas' uh, left biceps had any effect or not. Um, if they did... Let that be a lesson to you people to stop following silly Twitter rumors. We've told you this before. Start listening. Um, But I don't know. I just think it's interesting in more general terms to follow the path that our conversations have taken about odds for Pacquiao Spence and then Pacquiao Ugas. They all basically involved surprise at Pacquiao being an insufficient underdog against Spence or too wide a favorite against Ugas and have ended with our total lack of surprise. Uh, the fact that a lot of betters lost a lot of money
0: <laughs> yeah uh i think you, uh, you you hit on some key uh points there that, that were on my mind which one is that i think even the sharp betters maybe just didn't have enough familiarity with ugas yeah. to be willing to put money on him and then uh the biceps thing i kind of fell for it a little bit now fortunately for me I had already put my bets in on Ugas prior to all of that, but once I did see the weigh-in and that slightly swollen, slightly funky-looking biceps, I was not putting any more money on Ugas, and I Mm. wasn't feeling so great about my bets anymore. So I do think maybe that played a role that some sharps might have been waiting and then got scared off by that. Uh, Mm. It is certainly possible.
1: All right, let's get into this week's best bets. Uh, various sports books are offering an assortment of odds and props on most of the fights on Sunday's Paul Woodley card, although we're not actually seeing anything at all on what we think is probably the most competitive-looking fight on that card. That's Ivan Baranchik against Montana Love. But looking at the rest of what's out there, what's your best bet for the week, Eric?
0: Well, I'll start by noting uh, I checked with our friend Brian Campbell, uh, Big Beige or whatever he's calling himself, these days uh, to find out more about tyron woodley uh, i just don't know that much myself right so according to brian in short he is a good striker for an mma fighter and he was absolutely one of the best in the world in mma until a few years ago when he fell off a cliff very suddenly mm. lost four in a row and brian said he wasn't pulling the trigger in some of them uh, brian said woodley can win the fight but paul is bigger And probably has better pure boxing skills in essence what he said lined up with the odds and and left me feeling that there isn't really any value on paul at about minus 200 or on woodley at about plus 165 if i had to bet either side i might lean paul but i don't feel nearly good enough about Mm. it to make it my best bet And, and same with the props i looked at them carefully and given my loose grasp on how good Either of these guys truly is at boxing. I just didn't see anything that jumped out as a great bet. So for my best bet, I turn to the co-feature, a fight we discussed on the Monday pod, Amanda Serrano versus Yamaleth Mercado. I picked Serrano KO7 when we made our predictions. You picked Serrano KO8. FanDuel Sportsbook has Serrano by KO, TKO, or DQ, at a very attractive minus 150. So if I think more than 60% of the time this fight ends with her stopping Mercado, then that number has value. And I do believe that's the case. I'm about 70 to 75% confident this is going to be a Serrano stoppage win. Uh, so that's my best bet, You know, risking a pizza and a half to win one free pizza. Um, <laughs> but then I do have another fun option. This can be a bet on top of my best bet or you know, just pick one or the other, but... The band of rounds that covers both of our predictions, a KO in either round seven or eight for Serrano, pays plus 700. That's that's fun and a fair price, I think. So uh, mm. those are my thoughts and my best bet. Uh, what are you thinking? And uh, at least theoretically, what are you betting?
1: Mm, I think had you not picked it, that I, I love that prop bet, actually. I think plus yeah. 700 are pretty good odds for that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, you know, it's interesting. I I think if Baron Chick Love odds had been posted, I would have been looking to see what they were because I suspect, for name recognition reasons alone that love would be the underdog, even though we both picked him to win. I think we've talked about this in the past where, you know, sometimes on these undercard fights if maybe one fighter doesn't have very much uh, name recognition at all. Then the odds can at least seem to us at least to be quite wide, Mm -hmm. but it would depend on how wide he'd be. I I think if he were much less than say a plus 300 dog, I I might stay away because I, even though we picked love, I think that's a very close and unpredictable fight. Um, But Anyway, it's all moot because we couldn't find any odds there. Right. Um, and I stayed away from um, uh, from the Serrano fight because you indicated to me that that's where you were going to find your best bet. So I did sniff around that main event. Uh, there's not a lot there to like, um, but there were a couple of props that I might be interested in. Okay, Jake Paul to win in rounds three to four is about well, plus 33 at a couple of books, which will give you... A little bit more than a Paul win in rounds one to two, but I also think it's much likely than, than him winning later. You can get plus 600 on him winning like five or rounds five or six or plus 1,200 on rounds seven to eight. I don't see it lasting that long. Um, so I looked at that, but because this is a fight I'm not taking tremendously seriously, I'm going to go with a bet. That I'm not taking tremendously seriously. <laughs> it's actually quite a fun little prop. Uh, it's plus 340 on both guys getting knocked down.
0: Yeah, I saw that um, one. Once you started saying you were looking at something fun, I, I kind of thought maybe that's where you were going. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if I were being serious about it, I might want that
1: to be a little bit higher before I put money on it. But I could can actually see it happening. You know, as you talked about, you know, Woodley is a guy who, at least once upon a time. Um, was a really good striker in MMA, at least. Um, And Paul, he's working hard on his craft, but he is still, he's a guy with no amateur boxing experience who has yet to face a serious opponent in the boxing ring. Uh, I could see him just squaring up and walking into something, Uh, but I still think he'll, he'll knock Woodley out. So... I wouldn't be surprised if we see both guys on the canvas. And I think just for the fun, I might pick that as my better the week this week.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a fun one. You're probably right that the actual value isn't quite there that it's quite likely enough that it happens but just for a fun sweat for sure and uh, and and I'll throw in uh, just I just uh, edited an article previewing the fight by one of my colleagues Brian Pempis and uh, he threw an interesting one out there noting that uh Tyron Woodley trained a bit with Floyd Mayweather uh that maybe if he his defense is sound enough the Jake Paul by decision at 10 to 1 uh, mm. is an option he was uh, throwing out there everyone is expecting this to end in a knockout one way or the other but that maybe there's some sneaky value actually in in Woodley finding a way to last the distance but Jake Paul still winning
1: interesting interesting and I think we'd probably find out a lot more about Jake Paul if that were to happen and if it were all to end in a, in a round or two yeah um, but that's perhaps a conversation for our Monday Podcasts. uh for now that will do it for this uh, money punch edition of showtime boxing with raskin and mulvaney we will be back with that uh monday morning full-length episode featuring our late night post-fight analysis of the forward leak card. Uh, later night for those of us on the <laughs> east coast i guess uh, until then thank you for listening be safe be kind and be well